I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and in the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tossed Popcorn is a production of iHeartRadio. You listening to me? <laughs> Hi, I'm Liana Holston. And I'm Sienna Jacob. And welcome to Tossed Popcorn, the podcast where two idiots watch every film on the AFI's 100 Greatest American Movies of All Time, the very slightly less racist 10th Anniversary Edition. This podcast is a safe space <laughs> for people who don't know anything about movies. Today, we're watching Taxi Driver. You talking to me? You talking to me? Number 52 on the AFI list. Warning, there will be spoilers about this offensive <laughs> old film. Boo! 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 Robert De Niro really hates being in good movies. <laughs> yeah, roast him. <laughs> Get his ass. <laughs> suck it Robert I'm telling it like it is suck it your Robert. movies suck <laughs> I was surprised that I, I thought he was supposed to be like great actor and stuff but yeah. everything I've seen him in so far has been whoa I am deeply concerned because I watched every interview that George Mackay did during the 1917 press tour and yeah. he once said that the actor he most wants to meet was Robert De Niro and after seeing so many of De Niro's films I lust after George less dang that's how bad these movies that's are that's how bad they are well I guess a little spoiler alert already <laughs> This movie sucks. <laughs> About how we're going to feel. Gosh, are there any content oh, warnings? Jeepers. Okay. Content warning for violence. Like slurs. slurs. A lot of slurs. Racism. Misogyny. Homophobia. Um, human trafficking. Hum Jesus. <laughs> child um, trafficking. Yeah. There's a child prostitute in this. Um uh like assault just talking in offensive and violent and inappropriate ways um statutory rape yeah yeah i mean this was a real bingo card of triggers uh-huh oh like murder like violence <laughs> oh i guess like yeah i mean yeah 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 just expect it has it all it's <laughs> this film has it all we'll be running from the theater yeah well, Sienna, did you know anything about this movie going into it? We're going to have to listen to my okay. prediction. Because I can't remember. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hi, Liana. It's Sienna. I'm about to watch the movie Taxi Driver. I know Robert De Niro is in it. Mm -hmm. 
presumably he drives a taxi. Well Nailed done. It. And I well think sucked. that this is the movie with the line, you talking to me? Wow. Are you talking to me? So maybe somebody will speak to Robert De Niro. Interesting. Interesting. I'm pretty sure it's like a Wrong. dark movie, maybe violent. Literally dark. I don't know seat. why. Maybe all the people that Robert De Niro drives for are going to be up to bad stuff and he has to listen to them talk about it the whole time and it would have been more interesting then mm-hmm. he gets beat up for knowing too much would have been more interesting um besides that it looks like it's b- below two hours long mm. so <laughs> that's one thing it's got going for it okay i'll see you on the other side i love you goodbye uh-huh. it felt so much it felt incredible i felt that i had suffered for eons oh my god it's a unique skill and not an asset to make a movie under two hours that feels like it's four hours long. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sienna, <clears throat> here's my prediction for Taxi Driver. Hello, Sienna. Hi. Oh, it's Liana. Cooking? I am about to watch a film that is called Taxi Driver. I don't know anything about this except that I accidentally learned De Niro is in it. Are you eating a meal? <laughs> I think it's the movie in which he's like, you talking to me? <laughs> that was bad. You talking to me? Oh, no. I gotta work on that. Anyway, I think it might be <gasps> violent. So, really all we can hope is that it's not as bad as Raging Bull. Love you. Bye. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> I'm, I'm so upset that you did yours before mine. <laughs> that was genuinely don't hilarious. Don't, don't look at me. What were you doing? I was getting a small burrito out of the microwave. <laughs> Did you think we couldn't hear? It's fine. It's nice to get a little... The thing is, I knew you could, but I was so already over this film yeah. that I was like, it doesn't deserve my full um, quietude. And for that reason, neither does my podcast partner. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> You've boiled a tea kettle on predictions <laughs> before. Yeah. You have recorded one from your pocket. <laughs> you shut up. <laughs> um... Uh, Stop razzing me. <laughs> I love to razz. What can I say? <laughs> you do. Well, Sienna. Beep, beep. Hog, hog, hog. I wish there had been, there wasn't even that much honking. There was like no honk For a New York taxi driver. We will add all the honks that this movie should have had. Honk. I'm just thinking that there's going to be a lot of depressing sort of content. So oh, yeah. we can kind of honk zhuzh it up ten. with some, you know. Yeah. Toot, toot. Arr- beep, beep, beep. Yeah. Beep, beep. I get that's Roadrunner. <laughs> um, hey, Sienna. Boy. Yeah. How would you summarize Taxi Driver? Yeah. Taxi Driver, 1976. A very young and skinny Robert De Niro mm-hmm. plays a creep. <laughs> this creep, named Travis, drives a taxi around the most odious depiction of 1970s New York City. Mm. He sees and says one offensive thing after another. He stalks a young woman working on a political campaign. Then he gets really into guns. <laughs> then he changes his haircut a couple times. A couple? Mm-hmm. Whoa. <laughs> I did not know. <laughs> then he tries to save a child prostitute from her situation by murdering her employers yeah. in front of her. Ah. And then it ends, like, on the same shot it begins with. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Whoa. If that was art, shut up. Yes. (gasps) Merch? (laughs) If that was art, shut shut up. up. The alternate thing that I wrote for this one during the movie was, Jodie Foster plays a child prostitute, Robert De Niro plays a QAnon. Yeah. He really does. Yeah. That's what this is. Uh Uh-huh. This was awful. It was... Awful. <laughs> this was so bad. I, when I was trying to fall asleep, felt so guilty for somehow making you watch this movie. Oh, thank you. By like agreeing that we should do this podcast. <laughs> I did this to Leon. I felt real guilt. Oh, that's like, really nice. That is horrible. I'll tell you, I I have so many coping mechanisms at this point that I emerged somewhat unscathed. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. I didn't see most of the end of the movie. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to talk about this movie at some point. Before then, Ugh. Liana, yes? please save us from having to think about it more by explaining the uh, <gasps> historical context, if you got some. Meep, meep. <laughs> Honk. Honk. Hello. 
I'm walking here. Welcome to the historical context for the film Taxi Driver, the 1976 trash can directed by Martin Scorsese, who uh. I could easily win against in a fight. <laughs> I believe this firmly. I think Martin Scorsese at any age I could beat in a fight. Starring Robert De Niro and a 12-year-old Jodie Foster. Uh, hey! Somebody named Paul Schrader wrote the screenplay in under two weeks, and it shows. Baby! <laughs> it shows! It shows because this movie was fucking bad and didn't make sense. <laughs> no sense! <laughs> De Niro got a taxi driver's license and drove taxis around as preparation for this role because he can't fucking act. <laughs> Stupid method-ass Whoa. bullshit. The MPAA, the Motion Picture Association of America, had issues with the film's violence when it was first screened, and they were trying to give it a rating. So, Scorsese actually desaturated the color in the final shootout. That's why the blood is, like, like orange-ish. It's not the original colors that it was, because the MPAA was like, whoa, what the hell? In fact, the movie was booed at Cannes for its graphic violence. Thank goodness. Merci beaucoup, Cannes. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, this screenplay inspired the screenplay for Joker, the 2019 Incel movie. Because of course it did. Of course it did. (laughs) There are stories simply that we don't need to tell. I don't think Scorsese understands that. That's not his deal. He, He does the opposite. He's like, oh my god, who's the worst guy? Let me make a two-hour feature about him. A bit about 1970s New York City. We talked about this on previous episodes, but a recap. In 1974, New York City files for bankruptcy. Mm. In 1975, when this movie is set and was filmed, there was a sanitation workers' strike, so there was hot garbage all across the city in the summer. In 1976, Jimmy Carter promised on his campaign trail for president to ensure that New York City wouldn't have to file for bankruptcy. Okay. There is an attempted assassination in the movie Taxi Driver, and it is based on a real-life attempted assassination hmm. and inspired a different real-life attempted assassination. Oh. TLDR, men are bad and we should have stricter gun regulation. <laughs> okay. We begin with the attempted assassination of George Wallace in 1972. This was an, ad- an attempt by a young man named Arthur Bremer, George Wallace was the governor of Alabama and a segregationist candidate for U.S. president. Wallace was the guy who said, quote, segregation now, segregation tomorrow, segregation forever, end quote. Holy shit. He was that dude in the 60s. On May 9th of 1972, a woman named Janet Patrone, who was a Wallace campaign worker, said that Bremer visited the campaign headquarters in Silver Spring, Maryland, and volunteered to work on the campaign. Sound familiar? They didn't come up with this themselves. No, of course not. Not ever. On May 13th, I'm so mad. Bremer parked a car across from where Wallace was scheduled to speak in Kalamazoo, Missouri, and sat there for 10 hours. And when a policeman came over on after a call had come in saying there's a suspicious dude just sitting for hours, Bremer said he wanted to get a good seat at the rally, and that's why he was there for so long. And the guy was like, yeah, all right. I believe it. That was May 13th. On May 15th, Arthur Bremer shot George Wallace during an outdoor rally in Laurel, Maryland. The shooting left Wallace permanently paralyzed from the waist down and effectively ended his campaign because he was in the hospital for months. So he couldn't. It ended his campaign for president. Scorsese himself acknowledged that Bickle's diary and sort of whole vibe, Travis Bickle, the main character of the movie Taxi Driver, is based on this real guy and his notebook that he kept with him (laughs) throughout. And Bremer's diary was read aloud in his trial. So it was like public knowledge. Apparently De Niro like listened to a recording of the diary over and over again to prep for the role. It's so annoying. Everything about this movie is so annoying. <laughs> I'm On so top of mad. it being horrific, it's just like, shut up. <laughs> and uh, Bremer was sentenced to over six decades in prison. Now, the assassination that Taxi Driver the movie inspired. Oh! The assassination attempt. Ronald Reagan. <laughs> what? <laughs> Okay, which side was he on? <laughs> Here's the thing. Okay, how, how even to begin? So, 
Do you know about the uh, attempted assassination of Ronald Reagan in 1981? I guess not. Tell me a bit about it. In 1981, okay, a man named John Hinckley Jr. Uh-huh. attempted to assassinate Ronald Reagan. Sure. Hinckley was obsessed with the film Taxi Driver. Oh my gosh. And specifically, Jodie Foster. He oh apparently, my gosh. Mm-hmm, he apparently saw the film at least 15 times while living in Hollywood. He trailed Foster around the country, even enrolling in a course at Yale after learning that she was a student there. And Hinckley thought national recognition would be the thing to impress her after she had, you know, sort of rebuffed his other attempts at contacting. So Hinckley started stalking President Jimmy Carter in late 1980 and then turned his attention to Ronald Reagan. In 1981, John Hinckley Jr. shot Ronald Reagan in Washington, D.C. after a speaking engagement at the Washington Hilton after Reagan finished a speaking engagement at the Washington Hilton. Ronald Reagan was seriously wounded. He had a punctured lung, and the bullet, in fact, lodged only one inch from his heart. So it was like... Wow. He was not... He was in very critical condition after this. Three others were also wounded, one of whom was actually considered a homicide upon his 2014 death because his death ultimately was caused by the injury that he got from this shooting. He got a serious brain injury. Because um, he was the one of the people who was struck directly by a bullet from the shooting. And <laughs> the film Taxi Driver was shown by the defense during Hinckley's trial. They literally made the that's jury so, watch Taxi Driver. That's so depressing. Imagine you get jury Sick. duty. You're like, you know what? I'm going to make the best of it. Like, I'm going to do my <gasps> civic duty. And then you you have to watch Martin Scorsese's awful movie Taxi Driver. Boo. Ugh. Eventually, Hinckley was found not guilty by reason of insanity, was confined at St. Elizabeth's Hospital in D.C. full-time until 2006, and part-time until he was released in 2016. He doesn't get in trouble at the end. The no. character. They, it somewhat glorifies yeah, the it, thing. The things that it leaves up to interpretation in the wrong hands. Mm-hmm. That's why these things, this art does not exist in a vacuum. You can't just put it out there yeah. and have a child prostitute and then not keep her safe. Yep. She was 12. She was literally She was 12. like 11 and a half or something in this movie. Awful. Oh, and that is so the much. end of my historical context for the nightmare <laughs> that is Taxi Driver. Wow. Well, thank you for giving us even more reason to hate it. Yeah. I just like a bit of an incel machine, I yeah. want to say. <laughs> You listening to me? God damn it. You listening to me? We'll be right back. <laughs> this is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, Sienna, shall we move on to our phone notes, please? Now it is time for phone notes in which Sienna misspells the word prostitute, in which, in which we look at the notes that the other person took on their phone while watching the movie. <laughs> Sienna, your first note, aptly, yes, he is driving a taxi. <laughs> that's right, babe. Right as it began, I was like, let's just get a grip on everything that's going on here and <laughs> The man drives a taxi. He sure does. You can't say he's not a taxi driver. (laughs) You can't. (laughs) He sincerely is the driver of the taxi. The majority of the film is a taxi being driven. That's the thing is I was hoping it would be like the whole thing. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, he does get out of that taxi. And that is not. That's when things really go down. Because when he's in the taxi, he's looking around and he's like, everybody here is disgusting. (laughs) I am the one moral man left on God's green earth. Everybody in New York City in the 70s is sick and a prostitute or a pimp. (laughs) I did look up the ending. So me too. Oh, really? While watching it? uh, After afterward, I was like, I just am not gonna be able to sleep. So I just wanted to confirm that this was all fake. Oh, and this didn't really happen because at the end he like, he, he, as I said in my summary, he shoots up the... I guess brothel. Yeah, where the, all the men who are employing Jodie Foster, um, and he like shoots a guy's hand off. It's horrible. It's oh, so violent. Miss that? Oh gosh, I'm so glad. Thank you. But I looked up at the end. I was like, okay, this had to all be fake because then he also ends up with his full hair again. Yes, driving away fine. Uh huh. And I'm like, okay, so he probably imagined the entire story. Mm. Nope. I looked it up and it was like <laughs> Scorsese and the screenwriter have both confirmed this was all true. <laughs> I was like, y'all, the audience was giving you an out to be like, we had an idea for like a creative ending. And they were like, nope, nope, (laughs) nope. It was all real life. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. That's terrible. That's just bad. That's not good writing. That's not an interesting story. Okay. I also thought of this. You said, I didn't know you were allowed to say come in 1976. I knew that they were doing like, okay, they were like, Hays codes are done. Like we really hate women, but I didn't know you could say the word come. That really threw... I didn't know people knew about cum until, like, 2007. I yeah. I think because that's when I learned about cum. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also, like, a normal time to learn about it, probably in the course of a person's uh, lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> but in my mind, my consciousness was exactly the same as the nation's. <laughs> it is really strange when they use the same words that yeah. long ago. Yeah. I thought they'd have some... Because there, there were and so I'm many... I'm so sorry that we're saying that word into your ears. Sorry we're saying cum, everybody. <laughs> we're reclaiming it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Reclaim come. <laughs> Nevertheless, um, she came. <laughs> but there were so many different like 70s innuendos for sex. Like yeah. they called it like making it. Yeah. So I thought they would have a different like very 70s word. What do you think a 70s word for come would be? Uh like Jello bomb. Yeah. I was thinking like Jazzo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there were some moments at the in the first half of the movie where you're like, this is ugh, but you know, maybe if they just keep if they spend more time on the pie and less time on the cum. Tell me then, about this pie. Because I You said I bet you did. What? And have. Okay, so you said <laughs> first I do like coffee and pie. But you've said Thank you. Apple pie with melted yellow cheese. Sienna, have you done this? Drum roll, please. Drum roll. Not yet. <laughs> I want to terribly. Why? And last time I went to quiz night, to trivia Whoa. night. <laughs> last time I went to trivia night at Barney's Beanery. Okay. <laughs> Product placement. They offer, please sponsor us, Barney's. They <laughs> offer apple pie with a slice of cheese on it and the entire night. I was saying out loud to the people around me, I was like, should I get this? Ugh. And everyone was like, we really don't care. And I'm like, it's $15. Should I do it? $15? Everything there is so pricey. Oh my God. And I was like, I can't, I'm not just going to shell out 15 smackaroos unless I'm positive I want it. Yeah. And I was, I was, I was going back and forth all night, but I thought about it and I was so mad once this got here that I hadn't actually tasted it because I was being wishy-washy. It couldn't commit. terrible. Haven't you ever had apples and cheese? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> but Delicious. you're forgetting you're forgetting the layers of pastry. Yeah. You're forgetting the gelatinous texture that the apples oh. become when they're in the middle of a pie. You want to put melted cheese on top of that? Also, yellow? That's not a flavor. <laughs> yellow sounds a little That's very 70s. Off, yeah. Everything every food in the 70s was flavored yellow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so gross. Sort of bright and rubbery. Uh, That's how I imagine it. In a can or I just I can't imagine the textures making a good chorus of mouthfeel. Mm -hmm. I have, I think it's time. Can you just scroll down to the bottom of my notes? Oh, the bottom, the very bottom. Oh, uh, oh, oh! To my final note. <laughs> <laughs> scroll down to my. You did. Okay, and now is where we all learn in real time that Sienna did not know throughout the film. That De Niro's character was a Vietnam veteran. You knew? I knew right away. How did you mention know? it like up top? Because the first scene when he's applying for the taxi job, he's like, I was a Marine in Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> and the other guy's like, I also was a Marine in Vietnam. Oh, how long were you in Vietnam for? Well, when I was in Vietnam, I was in Vietnam for the, I, until 1973. And then I left Vietnam. I do movies like I would do classes where... I'm never going to take in the first five minutes, and I just expect, based on context, I'll take it all in later. They put such crucial information in the first five minutes of movies. Um, I had no idea. And once I was reading up on it afterward, which I almost never do, but this time I was like, give me anything. Yeah, what was what? They talk about, they're like, well, to explain his actions, he was a Vietnam vet. <laughs> you know, there's like parts of that where I'm like, yeah. that is not. No. I mean... That can explain some of his PTSD, I guess, but I wasn't even taking in the PTSD. We're going to have to get very grim at some point, and I'm going to do it right now and then try to not do it beyond this. Okay. This movie was so upsetting to watch in a 2022 setting mm -hmm. because you are seeing the development of essentially a mass shooter. Yes. And we see that literally every day in America. Yeah. People profile those men all of the time. And... The rhetoric that we saw in the 70s about this movie is like, well, in fairness, he was a Vietnam War vet. And today we're seeing like, well, we need to talk about mental health. Yeah. It's too soon to talk about policy. We need to talk about A, thoughts and prayers, and B, well, they were mentally ill, and that's why. And it's like, well, they also were able to buy a semi-automatic weapon. Anyway. Absolutely. Okay. That, no. I'm going to try to leave the grimness there, but that is the main reason why this movie was so particularly nauseating to watch in this year of our Lord. 2022. Oh, I didn't notice this. You said four taxi drivers sitting around lying to each other about whipping it out. <laughs> Fun movie. Did you? Uh, so at the end of <laughs> at the end of the night, sometimes he would go to like a little yeah dive with the other taxi drivers. 
Mm-hmm. And they would sit around and they'd talk about stuff. And this one guy was horrible. It was one of the horrible monologues, like horrific, horrible monologues. Whoa. And his was, uh, he was like, yeah, a hot woman got in my cab oh. and I whipped it out. And she said, that's awesome. And then she wanted to have sex with me. <laughs> he basically said, she, the woman said, that's the best thing yeah. that's ever happened. <laughs> he said, I, she's like, this is the most amazing thing that's ever happened. This is the most wonderful thing that's ever happened to me in my life. I think that's what men expect as a reply when they send a dick pic. Yeah. That yeah the person is, or like when, when you cat call someone, you think that they're going to be like, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. wonderful day of my oh, whole entire last, life. At last, I've, been, I've seen a penis. <laughs> this penis. Oh, oh, this Looking penis. at this penis, it's the most wonderful moment of my entire life. Hello. The rest of my life has been nothing. Hello, the Louvre. <laughs> Every, Look at this penis. every achievement I've ever had is is mittens. What is the term? Pittens compared to this. Buttons. Mittens. It was so, and I guess I'm like, is he lying? I guess he's like a liar. I just assumed everybody in this movie was lying. <laughs> That's what we said about during um Midnight Cowboy. We said that maybe every 70s movie or every 70s man or something yeah. is just people lying and being bad at their day jobs. Yeah, still Once true. Again. <laughs> It's a genre. <laughs> Let's talk about some of just the whack ass things that happened in this movie. Did you notice when he was eating like bread with like brandy on it or something? <laughs> no. <laughs> I went back four times trying to figure out what the hell he was eating. He's in his home. Okay. He's holding a bowl. In it oh. is white bread. Oh. He pours some liquor on it. Oh. And then what looked like rat poison. And then I realized it was sugar. I was extremely optimistic about what I thought that breakfast was. Okay. I thought... He was having a delightful bowl of cinnamon toast crunch with sliced banana <laughs> that he then poured sugar on. Where did you see? I know. <laughs> no, no, no. You have to answer for this. Where did you see the banana? <laughs> there was like a mass of like white in the bowl. Oh, you thought that there was cereal underneath the white. Uh-huh. The white was I, white bread. One thing I'll do is I'll put a banana on top of cereal. Oh. A lot. Like growing up, I was constantly putting a banana on top of a bowl of cereal. That's fun. I actually, I looked it up. And apparently this is what the screenwriter would eat when he was a heavy drinker. Oh, just like nothing up, in Paul. this is creative. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> Something that struck me as like truly funny and wild was like all the pornos that he was watching felt so 70s in that like everything that they showed the audience, like the us, the viewer of what he was watching in the these theaters. I was like, I'm not sure that's actually sex. I, I don't think that I think that's two naked people in a pile <laughs> they were like on a pond there were eight people all kind of on top of each other but it didn't look like anybody was in anybody you know what's surprising I don't know if there was any unnecessary boob in this film I, I think everybody was face down and so I was like I'm not sure any of these people are having sex with each other I think they might all be like <laughs> sardines <laughs> that's how they did it back then <laughs> That's how they did it. I started to wonder. I was like, I guess sex in the, what the fifties was, was like weird. And, it was and abstract, was bad. and then sex in the seventies was everybody face down next to one another. I guess they're still trying to make them like artistic films. I don't know. I did think about. It. I'm like, wow, you really? I mean, couldn't just watch porn in your own home at the time. Oh my god, this was another thing that was from the author's real life. Is when he had like suffered from insomnia at some point. He would go to porn theaters or like adult stores because they were the only places that stayed open late. Hey, ever heard of being ashamed? <laughs> Maybe don't tell people that. That's called a secret. <laughs> this is our Catholic segment. That's yeah. called a secret. That right there is called a secret. I'm sorry. <laughs> Do that on your own time. Never tell people about that. And certainly don't put it in a movie. I can't believe I know that that man would do that when he couldn't fall asleep. Yeah. It's not what you should do. <laughs> and if you do, don't tell people. <laughs> what are, what's he Read. supposed to do? Read. Read? In his own home? Oh, I guess you're right. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't sleep. I forgot about Wait, that. what do you do when you no. can't sleep? <laughs> well. Hey, wait. Hey, what's he supposed to do? Not go see a nudie movie? Come on. <laughs> not stare at a pair of bazookas? That's what I do. I leave my home. <laughs> I drive around. I have a pair of my own right I now. I watch here, eight but... naked people lie on top of each other. <laughs> in a pile. In a pile. I pay for it. I pay $1.85 uh, for a hundred snacks. Yeah. Which was an incredible deal, by the way. <laughs> and then, yeah, I sit in a very sticky theater. 
No. Um, I, I fully forgot about the option of remaining in your own home. I didn't know people were allowed to do that in the 70s. <laughs> Liana, you've said something hilarious. Thank you. You said, the president gave you one wish and you said, <laughs> flush New York down the toilet. Do you remember this? Of course. <laughs> so uh, by absolute coincidence, through another series of terrible screenwriting choices... <laughs> <laughs> Robert De Niro's character ends up driving the candidate that Betsy is campaigning for in his cab. Of all of the cabs in New uh-huh. York City, this candidate gets into Robert De Niro's and strikes up a conversation. And the candidate's like, well, what's one thing about America that you would change? And De Niro's like, well, I don't follow politics. And I was like, men are such a waste. And then he was like, if I had to pick one thing, it would be flushing New York down the toilet. And I was yelling from my couch like, what about... Maybe having a uterus is legal. Or what about like codifying gay marriage? Or what about like voting rights? Or what about like environmentalism? Or what about like ending the Vietnam War? Like there were so many things at the time that you could have been for and instead he was like, let's put the city in the toilet. You hawk into me? Like hawking? Like selling? Oh. Hawking wares? We'll be right back. That's a new word. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I've never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in in a different aspect of my life now. So... How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. 
tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What happens in the end scene? Because... Okay, I started Wikipedia-ing the movie summary <laughs> when he goes up to the Secret Service guy because I was like, if there's going to be like a shooting, I need to know about it yeah. in advance. I can't, I just can't watch that. And then I saw when it was going to be very violent. And at that point, I mentally logged off. The sound uh -huh. was still on because my remote doesn't work because my TV is still weird. <laughs> but I didn't look at all at the screen. So I just heard a lot of like 70s yelling. Uh -huh. Did you watch the whole shoot scene? Watch the whole shebang. Literally, a, a she bang. I'm um, sorry. I'm so sorry. Well, no women are shot. <laughs> Feminist. Bad. <laughs> Bad. Feminist icon, Martin Scorsese. One guy talks in depth uh, about shooting a woman. That was so... Horrific. I get why you cried. I will be bringing it up in therapy is it, how bad it was. It was so bad. I couldn't believe those things were legal to say. Mm-mm. I would, I would rather somebody have said, come for one hour and 54 minutes. <laughs> oh, I meant over and over again. No, I didn't know. Okay, I take it back. <laughs> Somebody's sitting in a porno theater and no porn is playing. Eight naked people are in a pile saying, come. <laughs> that was porn in the 70s. That was porn. People know this. <laughs> that was art house Swedish porn. <laughs> Uh, so he oh yeah <laughs> i was talking about how the guy in, the, in eddie's wig from stranger things jodie foster's pimp i was writing down and i i had to go back in my phone and capitalize the word insane and as i was trying to capitalize the i de niro's character shot not eddie from stranger Th uh, the pimp and i was like oh whoa and so at that point i was like oh i see what's gonna happen i'm yeah. good I'm going to look Smart. away. Okay. Yeah. So, so then I, I did my one eye closed look at my couch yeah. for the rest of it. There's this sort of showdown. He shoots. Oh, it was so unsettling and like nonchalant. Mm hmm. That's it was really scary. I think he's acting well, <laughs> I guess. Just like, I don't want it. Yeah. Um, he nonchalantly shoots this pimp mm -hmm. and he goes down and he goes, he sits on the stoop for a while. Oh, it's just disturbing. De Niro does. Yeah. Oh. Because it's just sort of like, it's like, what's this guy going to do now that he's just murdered somebody sort the of without... stillness was Oh my gosh, we didn't even talk about how he shot a guy earlier, too. Yeah, I missed... I I did see that in the Wikipedia part. So as soon That as was one of the most the disturbing Wikipedia things story. I've ever seen. Really? A lot of things in this movie were that speech about the killing the woman. Awful. The shooting of this guy in like a mini mart. Like a bodega. Yeah. yeah. This guy in a bodega. And it's just always done really nonchalantly, which I think is part of what they're trying to convey is that right. he's just sort of like thinking about it and then he does it and mm -hmm. it's just really unsettling. Yeah. I'm so sorry, listeners. You shouldn't listen to this. No. No, come back. Don't say that. Just unsubscribe. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, he shoots not Eddie, sits on a stoop, goes upstairs. He, this just like babbling man with a mustache goes up and he's like no 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 uh-huh he shoots his hand off you he shoots it's really bloody like this is probably again why it got praised because it's like horror wise he shot off his fingers like remember how earlier she was talking about yeah like if you had the, yeah if you yeah. didn't have these fingers Ew. um and then it was like spurting blood of course he kept being that guy. He never killed that guy. No, he did at the end. He didn't kill that guy for a long time. He was just Is like. Is that the guy who was yelling over and over again? Yes. Like, you crazy. Yeah. You crazy boy. Like, I'll kill you. I'll kill you. I'll kill you. Yeah. That's he the didn't guy have who was a gun. yelling. Okay. Yeah. And then Eddie came in and started trying to shoot him again. Oh, so Eddie didn't die. He didn't die yet. And then he shot Eddie dead. All right. De Niro was not good at shooting people. <laughs> and then he goes up the stairs and he gets shot in the arm. Blech. Okay. So De Niro is shot now. And then he, he just like putting bullets into everybody there. And oh. then Iris yeah. 
um, what's her name? Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster is in the other room and she's like, please stop killing them. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, no. I don't I want you to be, wouldn't. I don't want you to be traumatized by having to do sex work. So I'll traumatize you by in murdering everyone you know. Mm. <laughs> and so they all end up in this room and he like shoots them all dead. God. Um, oh, actually I have a little treat for you. Oh! I love a little treat. I think I said this. Nom, nom, nom. I forgot. I took a voice memo while the end was happening. Oh my God. <laughs> Also, <laughs> after all the shooting happens, it it like it does to, this. It zooms stupid out. fucking art shot. Yeah, the, very stupid fucking. There art. was so there was such a long paragraph about how they shot this, and I was like, they were like, and here's the crazy secret is they had to take the roof off of the pl-. and I was like, of course, of course they did. I knew that while I was watching it, I was like, oh okay, so they took the roof, like big deal. There's no way they could physically do it otherwise. It's not interesting. We declare this film. Stupid fucking art. Sfar! Okay, here's my little treat. Oh my fucking oh god. god. <laughs> I'm so sorry I suggested we do this podcast. <laughs> Interesting. What? You suggested we do this podcast? I knew you were- <laughs> I think you actually suggested it. I mean, agreed. <laughs> but that would be smart for me to sneak in there. I feel so bad that I came up with this idea. <laughs> Sorry that I won this competition for us. I shouldn't have My enterprised bad. so much. <laughs> no, it was a very beautiful, like, we both sort of had the idea. It yeah. was a, a, a gorgeous start to what turned out to be a gorgeous partnership until right now. <laughs> As I take all the credit. <laughs> 50 second episode. I'm so sorry. I suggest. But that's what this movie does to you. It corrupts your mind yeah. into thinking that one thing that was a gorgeous mutual idea was your own creation and I idea. Was corrupted. <laughs> well, listeners. Yee. We hope you enjoyed. We are now moving on to our next segment, Badges and Tragedies, yeah. where we award badges uh-huh. for apple pie. I was, knew you were going to say that. And tragedies for, for a cheese. slice of yellow cheese. Yeah. Melted too. God, ew. I have a badge. I have one badge. <laughs> I have two. Oh, terrific. <laughs> I have a badge for this woman not giving him her name. This is when he goes to the theater the first time. That he, was, yeah. I was like, queen, absolute queen. Because normally, and we saw this again later with Betsy, in these films where a man is visibly creepy and upsetting and terrible, women still are like, you're amazing. Yeah. And this woman was having none of it. And he yeah. was like, what's your name? And she was like, I'm calling my manager. Yeah. She's like, you don't need to fucking know my name. I loved her. That was so, that was inspiring. Mm-hmm. I have a badge for coffee and pie. Mm. I like when there's pie in a film. <laughs> they ate pie. I like when there's pie. I like, I like it. And coffee, that, that too. <laughs> I would love to eat coffee and pie together. Yeah. And then my next badge is for Sybil Shepard's outfits. She did have good outfits. Betsy was killing it. She had an aesthetic. She always had like a V-neck. Yeah. She knew what she was doing. She knew what shapes were good on her. She inspired me. <laughs> tragedies? Yep. Tragedies. Mm. I had trouble even organizing these. My first trage is, this is a wildly offensive movie. <laughs> I must have written that down at some point when this began, and I was like, oh, mama. Ooh, baby. I have a trage for, men are so scary. Oh, my God. I have a trage for F-slur, N-word, crimes against women, crimes against sex workers. That's one trage? Yeah. (laughs) I also have a trage for the N-word and also the F-word. They were used rapid fire one right after the other. That's why I said this all as one. Yeah. I think it happened in one sentence. (laughs) again it was like a bingo card of like the worst things you can say yeah Mm. i mean things that i've never heard said so far in these like we heard come we've heard a lot of these other things before but this one was doing a specifically like um gruesome job of it they used they said they said bitch and they said pussy in ways where it's like the ways that they use the we understand why women are saying these words today and why men said them in the past and the power difference between those two. Sorry, that was extremely gendered. <laughs> that was so binary. <laughs> oh, just like we're saying, my other, my next trage is for so many awful words. I don't like insensitive words. 
<laughs> that is something I don't like. That's a secret. <laughs> don't secret. Keep don't telling secret. me. I'm a tragedy for seeing your friend is crying and walking away. Robert De Niro was confessing, was being vulnerable in front of his friend, whose name was Wizard, and was saying, I feel lonely and sad. And his friend was like, ah, you'll be fine. And as someone who's cried in front of friends and had them be like, I have to go. <laughs> it's fucked up. Don't do that. <gasps> oh, what the? <gasps> Rude. Um, I have a tragedy for the violence. A tragedy for a movie that makes you think about a presidential election. <laughs> I don't want to think about those more than I have to. Yeah, this movie also had politics. Triggering. Tragedy for some of the worst scenes I've ever seen. <laughs> but my last two tragedies are, and we didn't really get into this in the summary of it, but this movie was so racist. Like, yeah, the, the tragedy for black people are portrayed as violent, like throughout the film. The only time you're seeing a black character is they're doing something violent. Like uh-huh. they're either like egging the car or like a black man is who robbed the bodega. Yeah. And then my final tragedy is from the credits of the movie. There's literally a character called Angry Black Man. <laughs> Martin Scorsese, you burn in hell. <laughs> You're going to hell. You, you're going to hell. <laughs> Sucking ass. <laughs> and not in a good way. <sighs> oh, and now we must cleanse our souls. We must take... Uh, did, did anybody take a bath in this movie? I feel like... No, nobody did. Everybody they should have. Gross. Yeah. We will... fucking i don't know now it's time for our segment how to pretend you've seen this film in which we give you a few sentences you can say to pretend you've seen the film what was it called taxi driver this is for any scenario <laughs> because men will talk to you about this movie it's gonna happen <laughs> this is inevitable i'm so sorry <laughs> we're gonna help you this is for you travis yeah you are in a cab in a cab. And Travis is saying, you know how I got into this business? Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with the movie Taxi Driver. And you're like, oh, God. <laughs> no, is that why this Uber is a taxi? We're going to give you a few sentences you can say to survive this car ride. Wow, Travis. The fact that the movie ends with the same shot it began with. <laughs> it's sort of just like the cycle of abuse. Ooh. Oh, Travis. Betsy's hair was so smooth. And I liked that. Travis, uh, in the film Taxi Driver, we see sort of the making of a violent person. Um, Please don't kill me. (laughs) (laughs) Cinema verite. (laughs) Wow, Travis, yes. The way that that movie showed New York City in its bankrupt era. Mm. It really just makes you want to flush the whole movie down a toilet. Damn it. (laughs) Sorry, were you going to say that? I was going to say, I'm going to flush this car down the toilet if you keep talking. We can still talk about toilets. No, it's inappropriate. One toilet per episode. (laughs) Travis, this movie is actually a film about the importance of voting in your local election. Is your voter registration up to date at your current address? (laughs) Canvassing! Now is a very important segment for this movie. (laughs) We have a uh, a great little treat for you guys, and Ooh. that is the segment, Should You Watch This Or? Yeah. In which we tell you if you should watch this movie, this Taxi film, Driver. Taxi Driver. Or if you should do literally, literally anything, anything else. else. <laughs> Liana? Oh. <laughs> oh, what do we think? Hmm. Hmm. Everybody's on their toes. Honk, honk. Ooh. Beep, beep. Honk, beep. Merp. <laughs> <laughs> No! <laughs> no! No! Don't ever watch this movie! What you could do instead is you could go get some street meat. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, wait, no. <laughs> I hear the I hear the innuendo. I take it back. <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 no. Um, Save it for Midnight Cowboy. First of all, sex work is work. Second of all, that's not what I meant. Um, what you could do instead is you could make yourself a delicious breakfast of cinnamon toast crunch with some sliced banana on top of it. <laughs> Go enjoy a delicious bowl of cereal. I love that. Yay. <laughs> Salesman. Sales. Saleswoman. I'm a saleswoman. Sienna, what would you do? 
I. What would you do? I have a great recommendation for oh. you. If you like 1976, mm. oh. <laughs> if you like Jodie Foster, oh. and you don't want to watch this movie, I know what you're going to say. You do? Yeah. Watch Freaky Friday. Oh. What did you think? <laughs> I did not know what you were going to say. <laughs> what did you think? I thought you were going to say, was it Bugsy, Mugsy, Malone? Bugsy Malone? Oh. I don't know. I think that was the other movie she was in that year. Oh. I saw it on Wikipedia. I don't oh, know. I think... Well, I don't know. I think it was 1976. Anyway, wow. another movie from the 1970s okay, with Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster was booked, busy, and blessed. She was, a, yeah. And she was like a tomboy a lot of the time and plays a very like cool, like 11 year old. Damn, good for you, Jodie. Um, I watched that a few years back again, the original Freaky Friday, and it's really good. Aww. It's like mom and a daughter, yeah. really fun, oh. fun roles for women. Oh. It's like the exact opposite of this movie. Oh. And it's a better side of the 70s. Like, forget about Scorsese. Let's just let's just be done with that. Yeah. No more stupid fucking art. No. Just have a fun time. Aw. Girls just want to have fun. Girls just want to have fun. And they deserve it. Everybody but Martin Scorsese and the white men who love him deserve to have fun. Yes. I think that's a great recommendation. Yay! Uh, Sienna, mm-hmm. what would you rate the film? Taxi Driver. I'm gonna give it a solid zero. Yeah. Uh, uh, shaved, shaved side of the head <laughs> out of five. Yep, perfect. <laughs> I, need I say more? No. How about you? I'm gonna give this film zero boxes of loose cash <laughs> out of five. Please see above for reasons why. Perfect. Hey, checks hey. out for me. You talking to me? You talking, you talking to, me? to me? Also, listener, no one was talking to him in that scene. <laughs> he was talking to himself. <laughs> A mirror. So the answer was, yeah. <laughs> you are talking to you. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. <gasps> yes, you are. Stop talking. Stop talking to you. This is your fault that this is happening. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this tough episode of Tossed Popcorn. We are so glad that you don't have to watch this movie because we told you about it. Hey, announcement here. Well, everybody, we hope you enjoyed this episode because this was actually the last episode of season one of Tossed Popcorn. So sorry that we had to end with Taxi Driver. First season. We will be back soon, though. Yes, we're taking a little break to rest our souls and our minds and our eyes and our vocal haircuts. And our vocal cords. (laughs) But we'll be back with new episodes in September, so don't you worry your little butts at all. And also, keep an ear out for some bonus content in the next couple of weeks. Uh Well, we'll see you guys in September. When we watch number 53 on the list, The Deer Hunter. Oh. Okay. (laughs) Thank Thank you. you. We love you. Honk. Honk. Come. You can find us on Instagram as at Sienna Jekyll and at Liana Holston. Please check the description for the spelling of our dumb names. We put out episodes every Tuesday, so make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check the iHeartRadio app. One thing I will say, when he had the mohawk, he really looked like a horse from the back. (laughs) He looked so much like a horse. Because you know a horse. I've, yeah, I've and seen you've him. seen a horse from the back? Sure. They've got like a mane? Yeah. He looked. There was a horse in this film. <laughs> <laughs> he was the horse of the film. <laughs> I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. 
I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry. The world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.